Good evening, Island Church. This is Thursday night, August the 13th, and I'm coming uh, to you with a brand new uh, little four-part mini-series like we're doing. Uh, this one will be titled, uh, Dealing with uh, the Present, or Dealing with the Current Circumstance of Your Life, and Preparing uh, for the Future, Preparing for That Which is Coming. Uh, I still maintain this is a, an amazing day. Never have we lived in a day uh, like we're seeing today. The potential uh, for disaster is off the scale. Uh, the potential for uh, a great change in this nation, a great change in this world, uh, the control of a, of a world system coming up on the planet is uh, literally uh, uh, tangible. It's palatable. You can, you can sense it happening. You can see it happening. And it's a, it shouldn't be a, a great alarm to, to, uh, to true believers in Christ. It should be a, uh, number one, it should be a wake up. And then secondly, it should be considered a great honor and a privilege that God has allowed you to be uh, alive in this day and hour and participating with these great events in the earth. Uh, I remember years ago I was blessed to be able to go to the nation of Israel after I graduated from Bible school in 1985. My dad and I went, he took me on a trip. And I remember walking uh, through all of the different areas. We were there at the Sea of Galilee. We were down at the Dead Sea. Of course, being in Jerusalem was just uh, incredible. Uh, I got to get baptized in the Jordan River. I got to preach a graduation service at a uh, spirit-filled Bible school in Bethlehem where Jesus was born. And when you're in Israel, you, your mind goes back to all of the wonderful events of the Bible. And, and what must it have been like to be there uh, during the Exodus when all those people came out of Egypt and the sea was rolled back. Uh, to go back, to go into the promised land and possess the promised land. To be there when, when David slew Goliath. Uh, to be there when the walls of Jericho fell. To be there when Jesus was born upon the earth. Uh, to see his ministry. All, you can imagine what it must have, must have been like. But those events have not just stopped. They've continued to this day. And now we're living in one of the major events of the Bible. These are biblical times uh, being played out in our lives, lifetime. And if you don't wake up to it, you're going to miss it. And so everything we're doing here at Island Church is geared toward that. Uh, not only that, there is the everyday routine uh, that we have in church that we believe God to touch and to anoint. Uh, we've seen wonderful meetings over the years. We've seen crowds come from, you know, large to small crowds. We've seen lots of people come. We've seen people go, all the drama and trauma that goes with church in the 21st century. We've experienced that. We've experienced the grace of God on us when our faith is in operation, the mercy of God when we've made mistakes. Certainly we have not been perfect. <laughs> we've offended many and tried to get it right, but there's people that just they just won't go that direction but I say to everyone it is not a day to hang on to old hurts uh, old ideas old offenses anything in your life that would inhibit you anyway from serving God uh, in his fullness this is the day to recognize I'm living in a biblical event I need to be full of the Holy Ghost I need to be on fire for God 
In my personal life, I need to be living in the Word. In my prayer life, I need to be disciplined. And if God does do anything supernatural or special at my church, I need to be involved in that. That's what we're seeing in the, in the move of prayer uh, in our church, that God is literally stimulating prayer on a level we've never experienced before. It's one of the greatest and most powerful things that I've ever witnessed or seen. And I've seen a lot. I've seen great crusades. I've seen sign wonders and miracles. I've seen large crowds in, in, uh, in coliseums and out in the, out in the jungle. I've preached in beautiful churches, but this is what this, this that is going on in Island Church is one of the most profound, uh, powerful things that I've ever been a part of and ever witnessed. And I, I'm so I feel so privileged to be a part of it. So dealing with the current issues and preparing for what's coming. This is so important that you wake up to the current issues of your own life, deal with them, and then that you prepare for that which is coming up on the earth. Now. Here in the church in the past few weeks, past, oh, I would say six weeks, we've had to deal with some real tragedy. There's been some families that have lost loved ones. Uh, one particular family in a very tragic way, one family lost three loved ones uh, in one week. I mean, just incredible. We had a, a, a man in the uh, church, a strong family. The man lost his brother out uh, in, a, in another town here in Texas uh, to COVID. Now just, you know, the, it seems these tragedies are trying to encroach upon uh, on our joy, on our peace, on all the good things that God is desiring to do. But listen, when these things arise in your life, you have to deal with them. And God has equipped you in a mighty way to deal with every drama or trauma or pain or situation that comes to you in life. You have his word in which is invested power. You have the spirit of God on the inside and on the outside, and there's power in that. You have the agreement of the church. You have strong teaching. You have access to all kinds of information. You have revelation knowledge. You have the angels of God. God has armed and equipped you with an amazing, an amazing plethora of weapons, of shields, of guards, of protection, and the layers of those protection are multi in the kingdom of God. That's what's so good about serving God. So don't sit in an apathetic state and just absorb blow after blow after blow after blow. That will so weaken your faith and weaken your walk with God till it will literally pull you out of the glory and grandeur and majesty of what God's doing in this day and hour. Deal with those events. Let's begin by looking into the Word of God. Romans chapter 12 is, is one of my favorite here in verse 1. Paul's writing to the church at Rome, and we, of course we always say also to the, to the church here in Galveston. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, this is what I like to call the basic foundational instructions of what we do after we're born again. After we experience the fullness of the Holy Ghost and the baptism and the Spirit, we begin, we decide to serve God. We make a decision to serve the Lord. We decide, you know, I'm going to be a believer. I'm going to be a Christian. And we press into it. That's when we begin to set aside all the desires of the flesh and mind and fall wholly and totally 
into the will of God for our life. You know, it's amazing. There, there, there's a will of God for your life as an individual, for you and your family. There's a will of God. There's a will of God for you corporately. That means the church that you belong to and that which God is doing. And they're all equally important because they're all interdependent one upon the other. You cannot flow in the, in the will of God for your life in a church you belong to without flowing uh, in the will of God for your family and for your life as an individual. It is the will of God that you study His Word. It is the will of God that you pray. It is the will of God that you be a, a soul winner, somebody that has a testimony out in public of the goodness and the grace of God. It is the will of God that you, that you involve yourself in a local church, in the teaching of the Word, in its, in, in its expansion financially, in its evangelism, in all that it does in the area. And then it is important for you to obey the Scripture here in Romans chapter 12 to present your body a living sacrifice. One translation says, this is your spiritual worship. Let me read it to you. I like it here in the, uh, here in the Message Bible. It says, beloved friends, what should be our proper, proper response to God's marvelous mercy? What should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourself to God, to be His sacred living sacrifices, to live in holiness, experiencing all the delights of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. If you have the grace of, I think I missed a page here. No, here it is. Let me, let me read it again. I encourage you to surrender yourself to God, to be his sacred living sacrifice, to live in holiness, experiencing the delights of his heart. I turned the page before I should have. For this becomes your general expression of worship. If you think about your body, your physical flesh, it was your number one tool for sin. You looked, you tasted, you felt, you experienced sin. No matter what it was, the Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season. That's during the season of your sowing. You ever heard the term, you know, people sow, go out and sow their wild oats. Well, that's, that's the time in which you're actually participating in sin. But, you know, you, sh you sow your, your, your late teens and 20s into alcoholism, you end up in your 30s an alcoholic. You, you sow your late teens and 20s into a permissive lifestyle or into drugs, then you end up with, with horrible results or results when you get into your 30s and 40s so what God says is this take that desire of your flesh take that desire of all that you used to involve yourself in and use your body to worship God use your eyes to read the word use your ears to hear the word use your hands to raise and worship him use your feet to go to church to go and witness to do the will of God in your life take and use the energy that your physical body can produce and the information gates of your senses to saturate yourself and allow yourself to be inundated with, God, with God's goodness, His grace, and His mercy. When you do this, you're obeying the Word of God and you're allowing the Word of God to have preeminence and first place in you. Now let me close with this. Secondly, it says this. Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly, inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation, reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Listen, we've got to throw off the shackles of our cultures, of our different diversities. You know, I think that a lot of people think that a true utopia is the ability to accept 
other people in areas of their culture and ethnicity, you know, it just, well, we'll just accept this, accept that. Actually, that's not true. What really is true unity in the kingdom of God is for all of us to come together in Christ, to throw off anything of our culture, anything of our, of our ethnic background that hinders us from joining one with another of others' culture, other cultures and other backgrounds and yielding ourselves totally to the Word of God as the Word of God reforms how we think. Listen, there's always going to be cultures. There's always going to be differences. There's always going to be difference between races, people of different educations, even people of different geographical locations. But all of those melt away within the environment of a loving church, a caring group of people, people that desire to serve and love one another, that all melts away and it empowers you greatly to deal with the current situations of your life. Well, we'll pick this up again tomorrow night. Hope to see you then. Don't forget, we're having prayer every night here at Island Church. It's a powerful event. You don't want to miss it. Connect to what God is doing and you'll never be sorry. We love you and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.